You're listening to the World Football Program with all the latest updates from both local and international football.
Good morning, everybody. You've got Huey in the chair. This is 107.9 Radio Fremantle's The World Football Program. Special edition. This one goes out to Her Majesty. Unusual show for today. Top four, cup final are on currently at the moment. We'll talk to Neil Bennett later on in about a half hour's time to discuss all those things. And later on the show, we will have Ian Thew from the hashtag DH7 golf day for Danny. He's looking for... All sorts of things, but we'll discuss that in the second hour. Flying solo today. That happens. Under me now is the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra with, you can guess what it is, it's a fairly iconic tune. We started the show with God Save the Queen, which is now God Save the King. 
King Charles III was the new Prince of Wales. Many thanks to Frank, Jerry and Fiona for Celtic Ramblings. Excellent show. They'll be back next week. Anything you missed on that show, you can always restream it by going to the Radio Fremantle website. Click on the shows tab. Click Saturday for the day. And there it is. That's how you can find us as well. We've got a uh, podcast, the World Football Program podcast. You can always find that at the same area. It's going to be a new special show today. So it's going to be a bit of a, a stumbling around, that sort of thing. But... We'll start with some breaking news. It's just, just 16 hours ago. Telegraph, the Daily Telegraph reporter John Percy says, West Bromwich Albion. You know it's a world football program when I'm in the chair and there's a West Bromwich Albion section. <laughs> West Bromwich Albion are set to complete a free agent signing of midfielder Tom Rogic. After the Aussie playmaker left Scottish champion Celtic in the summer, following the end of his Celtic contract. So interesting that Ange let him go. Rogic, 29, has spent the last eight years at Celtic, joining the club back in 2014 and has clocked up 272 appearances for the Glasgow club in all competitions and having a hand in 95 goals. So scored 46, 49 assists, but Celtic deemed it, deemed him surplus to requirements. Whoop, let's get rid of that. Sorry about that. How do I stop that? That's the stop button there. No? There we go. Yeah, so uh, indeed, uh, he remains a free agent, so he's still yet to sign for uh, West Bromwich Albion. But ahead of the World Cup this winter, he desperate he is desperate to find a new club and to get back to playing. The f- he's been capped 51 times from uh, by Australia and is normally a regular in the countryside, but needs more game time. And he's about to get that at West Brom. Steve Bruce's side has struggled so far this season, according to according to John Percy. He's only looking at the results there. We've only lost twice in the sea, in the league. The problem is we've only won once. You know, there's been uh, some fighting uh, results there. We've played Huddersfield. We've played uh, Burnley. The last game was Burnley. Again, we've batted sides, but just not been able to put the ball in the back of the net, which is, you know... The, the bane of most sides, unless you're Liverpool banging in nine against uh, AFC Bournemouth. But, uh, yeah, Steve Bruce aside, are sitting 16th with just one win from eight games, like I said, but only losing twice. And they need some inspiration from somewhere. And the midfield is a bit of an area that needs, um, well, as Kloppy said, you know, Jurgen Klopp, oh, I need a midfielder. Well, Tom Rogic is there. Um, Percy reports that Rogic is in talks. Uh, and is uh, likely to join after the transfer window, which is finished um, the end of August, beginning of September. So free agent signings are usually done after the regular transfer window finishes. Percy also states that the playmaker is expected to sign, which is somewhat of a shock move at this stage. I don't know why it would be a shock move. You know, they're a, a side with ambitions to get back in the Premier League. Tom Rogic in the Premier League, is that a shock move? I wouldn't have thought so. Uh, it'd be a wonderful, again, Percy reports, it'd be a wonderful signing for West Brom. Rogic is the type of player who, if given the ball to feet, can create utter magic out of nothing. Goals, assists, vision, passing, here's everything you want from a number 10. 
Yeah, well, yeah, and goals, and goals as well, yep. On a free, Bruce would be able to pull off somewhat of a coup, not least because Rogic is good enough to play in the Premier League, as I just said, but because he is a widely expected, he would move to Europe. Rogic would be seen as a really good signing, according to... According to John Percy, and that was from the HITC website. We thank them for their uh, contribution. Will Butcher put that up there. Uh, what else have we got there? I was going to play. Oh. I'm messing around with technology here. Messing around with technology here. Uh, before we get on to other things, we'll play Vera Lynn. This is one that I wanted to play before, the uh, Land of Hope and Glory, but uh, like I said, new technology. I'm working on it. Let's say goodbye with a smile, dear. This one goes Just out to while, all those we must part. Don't English upset you. and uh, royal-centric, as I say.
Sorry about that. I forgot the, they did the uh, the England chant. That was the real Vera Lynn with uh, the official England Supporters Club with We'll Meet Again. And that's from the 2010 release. My England, 20 anthems to inspire our nation. And I'm sure at this difficult time for English and royals around the world, it is a difficult time. Um, the Queen is dead. God save the King. Uh, so we'll get on to... A little bit more of that. Like I said, it's going to be a, uh, a very different world football program today. No wingman today. He, uh, yeah, best of luck to you, Pete. Get well soon, son. Uh, we'll see you in the chair very, very shortly. Many thanks to Sean Kelly. He did offer to come in, but, yeah, if we all have lives. So, you know, good for you, Sean. I really do appreciate that. And Penny, many thanks to you with your support for my ongoing training here at the World Football Programme on 107.9 Radio Fremantle. And we are here, thanks to our partners, Futsal WA, the biggest and best futsal competition in Perth. Greg Farrell is a regular contributor to the show. And if you wish to register your side, go to Futsal WA and register your side in the Superliga. Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron for custom steel and aluminium front fencing and gates and gate automation and gate and fence hardware WA for all the materials, hardware and automation to set yourself up. We thank those sponsors. Without their generous support, we may not be here. Which is, yeah, that's a thought not worth listening to. Now, again, as I say, there is, um, it's a different show, uh, but with the sad passing of Queen Elizabeth II uh, just on Friday, uh, sport is in mourning with British events suspended in tribute to the Queen. And this is thanks to Sean Ingle from The Guardian. Uh, his uh, report yesterday has that sport will hold a day of mourning for the Queen on Friday with the third test between England and South Africa and the PGA Championship at Wentworth among the events to be paused for at least a day to mark as a mark of respect. All Football League fixtures on Friday and the third day of racing at the St Ledger Festival at Doncaster have also been called off, while the RFU will announce in the morning whether Bristol versus Bath and Sale versus Northampton will go ahead. However, Rugby League's Super League elimination playoff between Catalans and Leeds will still take place as it's in Pepegan. So that's uh, Spain, obviously. The Scottish Professional Football League also said in a statement that Friday evening's games between Cove Rangers and Dundee has been postponed and an update on the weekend's fixtures will follow on Friday. Several sports will hold urgent talks in the morning to decide whether play should resume at the weekend, with most hoping to do so, depending on the public mood over the next 24 hours. Many are also keen... Keenly encouraged by indications from the government that the palace is not keen to have a lengthy period of mourning without fixtures or events. And if we remember back to when the the monarch of Thailand passed, they had a month-long um, period of mourning. Uh, was it a month? Yeah, it was at least a month. I'm pretty sure of it because Australia played Thailand in the World Cup qualifier uh, during that period, which was considered a, a bit of a shock result, but... Um, yeah, the ties were playing for their recently departed monarch. So the, that's nice. Uh, yeah, sports officials received guidance uh, from the Department of Digital, Culture and Media and Sport only hours after the Queen's death due to fear of leaks, leaving them with little time to plan for the weekend. This led to frustration among some that they are rushed to decide what to do next. 
One observer told The Guardian that a key dis- discussion amongst all sports centred around whether a one-day or longer suspension to mark the Queen's death was more than suitable. And as I say, it depends. The, uh, you know, it, it, it's unprecedented, obviously, because you know, in most lifetimes, um, we've not seen this change of monarchy uh, in the UK ever. So, you know, it, it, it's interesting how it used to be done and how they will go about it. Uh, the Tour of Britain in cycling, the Tour of Britain's uh, been cancelled, which was interesting that they cancelled that completely. But the Football League confirmed that Friday's Burnley versus Norwich City and Tranmere Rovers versus Stockport County games had been postponed. It added uh, a determination regarded regarding the remainder of this weekend's scheduled fixtures will be made following a review of the official morning guidance. That's morning with a U in addition to further consultation with the Department of Digital... What was that? DCMS. Digital, Culture, Media and Sport. And other sports. So some action did carry on after the Queen's death on Thursday, including Manchester United's Europa League game with Real Sociedad. However, a minute silence was held before the kick-off while players wore black armbands. Harry Kane, the captain of England's men's team added, my thoughts are with the royal family at this very difficult time. The Queen was an amazing inspiration and will be remembered for her incredible years of service to this country. Rest in peace, Your Majesty. Well said, Harry. That's what you expect from a gentleman captain of his nation. Well said, Harry. You've got Boston, uh, Huey in the chair for... The World Football Program here at 107.9 Radio Fremantle. Flying solo today. Trying to upgrade my uh, technical rating from a 3 to a 2. It's possible. We'll see. I've still yet to use the phone, so we won't go too hard on that one just yet. But anything's possible. You stick with us. This is coming up to... 25 minutes past 10 a.m. We will have Neil Bennett on the line very, very shortly to discuss all things locally, including the top four, which is happening at the moment down at uh, Inglewood, I believe that is. I've forgotten now. Difficult when you fly solo. You, you forget stuff. But that's uh, that's typical of me anyway, forgetting stuff. You're listening to Radio Fremantle 107.9. You're listening to the World Football Programme on Radio Fremantle. We are proud to be the longest-running football show on radio in Australia. Join myself, Penny Tannerhoth, Pete Skeller, Sean Kelly and Hugh Best every Saturday morning in the 10am to noon space. You will hear football conversations with a range of guests and gurus. The show lands as a podcast on our website and you can subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening in to the World Football Programme. You can move a mountain, you can break rocks, you can be a master, don't wait for luck. Dedicate yourself and you can find yourself. in the Hall of Fame. Open your eyes! My woman can referee escape back! Listen to this, Muppet. Every week he does this, screaming and shouting at the ref. Ref! Ref! That's a yellow card, ref! Card him! Yellow card him, ref! Yellow card him! 
How are these kids supposed to learn the game if you don't know the game? He's an animal. Give him Look the in the ref. But he gives up his Saturday mornings to do this. Now, was it the right decision? It might have been, it might not have been. Who knows? We all make mistakes. You mug! Would you take this at work? Nah. OK, thank you. No, just, don't thank me. Thank you. Just clear the You're clown area, please. You ain't got a clue. You see, Dad's trying to live out his own dreams through his son. Daddy, what's the matter with you? That's a suicide. How's he supposed to learn if he can't make his own mistakes? Referee, you're not watching the game, mate. You're watching me. You ain't going to see nothing here. It's no wonder we're losing so many refs when we're having to part with people like Jet the Biscuit here every week. Come on, Steve! You're running about like a chicken with no egg. Liven it up! And it's no wonder thousands of kids give up the game either. We carry on like this. We won't have a game left. Ref! Ref? Some of us need to take a long, hard look at ourselves. Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron is a fourth-generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install, or automate your gates, offer electronic security, or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware, components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432 
And welcome back to Radio Fremantle's The World Football Programme. That was the Champions League theme, and when we need champions, there's only one person I need to call, Neil Bennett. Good morning, Neil. How are you today? I'm very well, Hugh. How are you? Yeah, like I said on the phone there, mate, uh, <laughs> a little bit panicky flying solo, but uh, that's OK. Everyone needs the day off. Uh, you know, that's why you have rotation <laughs> and that sort of thing. Neil, where do we find you this morning? Um, well, I'm, I'm at home at the moment, yep. but it is a massive day for oh, the it? first red star. Yeah. Um, the men's under-20s will be um, will be playing in the grand final, as will the, uh, the men's NPL. And, and then we have our NPL under-21s, NPLW under-21s, playing in their grand final. And uh, obviously the, the first team, the NPLW team, will be playing in theirs as well. So four teams in the grand finals today. It's and a, for a... a for a club that's in its first season, yeah. um, I don't think any of us would have foreseen this sort of outcome. It, it's pretty remarkable. It certainly is. You know, we were having a discussion on this show just just the other week, I think, myself and Penny, and we're going, oh, what, what's your assessment of the um, of the merger? Well, the proof is in the pudding there, Neil, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, it's, it is something I think many people have sort of just washed away. Yeah. It, it, it was two new clubs coming together yep. to form a brand new entity and to have gone the way it has done has, has surpassed everybody's expectations. Um, and it's a testament really to the way the two previous clubs had operated. I yeah. think that they were able to seamlessly come together. Got to say though that uh, Simon, the general manager, has yes. done an absolutely outstanding job. The, the man just works non-stop and he's been <laughs> brilliant. Uh, really has, and he's got one hell of a long day ahead of him today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, we know Simon. That's who we were speaking to, Penny and myself, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah, and I know Simon from his uh, time as a as a referee. Yeah, the, the man, gosh, you know, if I had half his energy, I'd be uh, bouncing off walls. The, he is uh, a, a human dynamo, and hopefully he uh, he stays off the champagne until the end of the <laughs> end of the game against Florian. Um <laughs> So the the under twenty ones, Neil. Do you want to delve into that one, please? Because that, as you said, that's the one that you're highlighting. To get down there. What's your involvement with the under twenty ones, please? Well, as the coordinator for the women's side of it, um, we have regular discussions with all of the coaches. Mm-hmm. And um, as a coach myself of our Metro One team, right. uh, which is an under sixteen team playing in the adult competition, wow. we train on the same. We train on the same night. As the NPL, uh, we have an under 18s team that plays in the amateurs competition. They train on the same night as well. So four teams are training there on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So regular contact with Tom yep. uh, and, and the players. And um, yeah, I think their season has been terrific. Um, they're a, they're not a brand new team, but they're, they're really the culmination of two or three years of hard work that had gone in by previously Redbacks. Yeah, and uh, there's very very few brand new players in there. They've all come up through the system, uh, the juniors teams that we had, and they're all under the age of 21. There's no overage players at all. And they've had a fantastic season. The the only team that's really sort of given them any grief is the team that they're playing in the grand final today, <laughs> which is NTC. And they dipped out on the league title just on goal difference by two goals wow. to, to NTC. The pressure's got to them a little bit, though. They, they were a little bit um, underwhelming in the major semi-final when they played NTC last Sunday at Red Star Arena and they, they lost 2-0, which meant they then had to go and play the second game against Perth Soccer Club yep. at uh, B&D Lightus on Wednesday night and that was that was a bit of a heart stopper. Um, they were 2-0 up at half-time, but it, uh, 
it crept to three all, and then in the last minute, a penalty <sighs> given to Red Star with a handball on the line, and uh, the captain Alkira Modric uh, slotted that away, much to everybody's relief, so they didn't have to go to extra time. Wow, that uh, that shows a great deal of uh, maturity. You know, captain stepping up, going, "No, no, don't you worry about this. I've got it under control." In a yeah. cutthroat semi-final to go, no, 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 it's sorted. Wow. Yeah. Hand, handball on the goal line. I thought that we'd eliminated that with some of the uh, some of the interpretation changes for the uh, laws of the game. I hadn't seen that one for a while. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 apparently, had 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 crossed the line. Uh, the player got sent off. The Perth player got sent off. But the referee made them take the penalty. So um, a little bit of extra pressure there. Um, yeah, but yeah, they, they, they got through that. But the, the team that they're playing today, it has to be said, is um, one of the most exciting NTC teams that have been going around for a long time. Um, Conrad McKelvey's involved in that. He was yeah, at Red Bank yeah, uh, a year or so ago. But mm. they've done a magnificent job. There's some very, very exciting young talent uh, in that time, in that team. And it's going to be a really tough game for, for the Red Star team to get over the line against them. Even though they're so young, um, they play the game in a far more mature manner than their age would suggest and they have been a very very good side all season Um, during the regular season Red Star were able to get the wood on them a little bit but um, yeah we we wait and see but fingers crossed and it is finals football anything can happen in a final you need one mistake um, and that's it and you can win it so it's all up for grabs, basically. A lot of cliches in there, aren't they? <laughs> well, no, that, that's what the show's all about, mate. I, yeah, I can throw in a few if you want me to. <laughs> now, with your... Um, um, I would, won't be stretching it too far, but saying your friendship with Connor uh, McElvey, um, h- how do you think his influence at the NTC will work? And, and uh, a, a second question on top of that, is Connor involved in coaching the, um, the NTC main or just the under-21s? Um, yeah, I think Conrad's job there has been very much to uh, bring his his knowledge of the women's game into the into the structure mm-hmm. and, and steady the ship somewhat. Um, Faye, I think though the, the head coach is is the one who takes all the plaudits, right. and Conrad will say that straight yeah, away. Of course he will. Yeah. But in terms of the the input, I don't really know how it works uh, between the senior team and the uh, the under 15s as they are up at the end of in the NPLW under-21. Yeah, I know. That's um, what people tend to forget. Must... I mean, they are under-15s. I mean, some of them are 13-year-old playing in an under-21 competition. It's uh, it's a testament to the to the school levels of, of those players to, to think, you know, when players play a division up or a year up, you think, oh, wow, that's, that's sensational. But they're playing, you know, some instances, six, seven-year years older players. It's uh, It's incredible. Players, you know, you, you're allowed overage players in there and, and players oh, that's right. from injury. Right. Yes, yeah, with NPLW experience, um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. it, it, it wouldn't be unheard of that they'd be playing against fully grown adult women. You know, um, wow. but yeah, uh, there's there's obviously a great deal of integration between the mm. two teams, um, and, and I'm sure that Conrad does have uh, some input into that. But his influence can't be overstated. I think um, in the women's game in general, uh, the way that he uh, managed himself and the teams that he had in charge. He was in charge of at Redbacks was was exemplary, and um, he's he's one of the really nice guys of, uh, of women's football. Um, and uh, it's going to be bittersweet playing against him because yeah. we obviously don't want him to win. But um, <laughs> he's he's such a lovely bloke that uh, I don't think we'd begrudge him. But yeah, we'll we'll be uh, we'll be hoping that we can turn it over against him today. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, that's that's right. It's uh, you know um, that. 
that 90 minutes of we're enemies and yeah. the, 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 the rest of the day is, uh, you know, lollipops and ice cream, really, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll all be uh, chewing the fat and saying how great everything is and then tearing each other's throats out <laughs> during the 90 minutes. <laughs> yep. Now, we were going to get... Um, uh, few others on to talk about but being the top four top four cup final um every uh, everybody who's interested in uh, the local game should be down there at uh, at dorian gardens can, can we discuss the the main game the game at seven o'clock florida athena versus perth red star please neil uh, i don't have a huge amount of uh knowledge of the men's game but okay. certainly i think the men's team there have probably got a point to prove against Floria. Yes. Um, I watched the game at the arena during the regular season. They were 2-1 uh, up with about five or ten minutes to go and Athena came back and snatched a win 3-2. The Red Star goalkeeper got sent off. There was a penalty in the last minute in that one. <laughs> that one. Full of dramas. <laughs> you sure and it's then, not me uh, refereeing? <laughs> <laughs> and then in the game, uh, in the semi-final, um, my unbiased eye seemed to suggest that Red Star had the better of the game, but yep. they still managed to lose. Wow. Um, with, a, with a 94th minute winner from Athena. And Athena have done this uh, over a number of games, so yep. it can't be a fluke. It's obviously something that's within the group. Um, the, the, the attitude that we're not going to get beaten until the final whistle blows is something that, you know, the great champion teams have got. And exactly quite right. rightly, they, they won the league. Um, it was another heartbreaker for Red Star because at the end of that game, um, they they thought they'd won it. That's um, right. Yeah, in, in I was watching that on the on the um, NPL TV. Uh, your game had finished uh, with with the win four one. Was it four one? Four one. Yeah. 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 Um, and and the Floriot uh, Asheville game. Oh, sorry. Uh, Armadale game. Armadale. We, we're still yeah. continuing. Yeah, I was you know sort of watching between the two and yeah, Floriot got that yeah, uh, that that late winner. Yeah, to all and uh, wild scenes. But, yeah, oh, yeah. But they, they, they've been the team that, obviously, by winning the league, they've been the team that uh, is the benchmark. And right. um, Red Star did a very good job. Uh, it was another very exciting game, but they did a very good job against Sorrento in the semi final. Um, so I do think that there is something to prove for them. Um, and I, I know within the club, everybody is absolutely rooting for them and, and hoping that they can get there. The under 20s as well. A little bit controversial, I suppose, with them getting to the grand final, the route that they've taken with uh, Perth Soccer Club having been deemed to have fielded an ineligible player. But they're there nonetheless. Yep. But that's a tough game for them against Perth Glory. Perth Glory uh, in both the under-18s and the under-20s have been outstanding. So yep. um, they're, they're, they've got a really tough tough gig ahead of them in the under-20s. And again, that, um, uh, that bodes well for the A-League season coming up with the Perth Glory. I mean, we've, we're seeing with... Uh, Mr. Zadkovic, that uh, he's looking to more to youth, and again, until we get that transfer system in pl- that domestic transfer system in place, which I don't see happening anytime soon, but that's a different story for a different day. Uh, if you are yeah. going with a, a youth-focused model, then you need your junior levels uh, to be setting benchmarks. And as you say, the the, the glory in the under 18s and the under 20s have made the top four cup final, so that's uh, that's a good sign for future. Yeah, yeah. If we can um, keep those youngsters. Uh, at the glory. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, in a professional environment, yep. then, um, you know, you've, you've got to accept that just because you get into the under-18s or the under-20s, you, you're not guaranteed a first-team spot and it's up to you to continue to play and fight for that. 
for that position. Yep. Um, but really, the main attention from from our point of view today, and it, it sounds selfish, but <laughs> you can't go past the first team uh, for the women. No, this that's is, right. This is going to be an absolutely amazing achievement if they can pull it off. Um, the they've already created history by going unbeaten to win the league. Yep. But to make a clean sweep, um, I've been involved in women's football since 2008. And I know Tim Hodgson much longer than that. And between yeah. the two of us, we can't recall a team since about 2003, maybe, making a complete clean sweep. Uh, Queen's Park came very, very close in 2018. Which one was it? 2018. Was it? Uh, oh, I guess. Yeah. Wow. 2018, yeah. They um, they fell at the final hurdle. They they won everything. They'd gone unbeaten, um, but then couldn't quite get over the line against Balcatter in the top four cup. So there are some warning signs there, um, and NTC's performance in the last two games has been outstanding. Uh, the game against Fremantle, which is one of the quickest games I think uh, many people have seen, they just went toe-to-toe um, with Rio in the physical stakes, but were also technically very, very good as well. And then they just had an absolute slog against Perth in extra time at uh, Lighters on Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... The, the, the character within the team was such that when they went a goal up in the first minute of extra time, they dug deep then because Perth threw everything at them, um, but they, they were able to hold on. So it's not going to be an easy game uh, for Red Star today by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but if they can get it, man, what a, what a season. Uh, the, the way to finish that off would be absolutely incredible. Yeah, and uh, pre- previous incarnation of... Uh of the women's Red Star side had um, threatened to do this on, on, as you say, on numerous occasions. So it's, mm. you know, all, all those that uh, follow the EPL were, were lauding, uh, you know, Mr Klopp and his Liverpool side when they were going for the quadruple. Well, in our own backyard, we've, we've got a side of that, of that magnitude that is one game away from, from the quadruple. I mean, when they were talking about Liverpool's quadruple, they, they hadn't made any final. Well, they made two finals, I think, when they were talking about a quadruple. But we're talking with, with Red Star here. They're in the final with three already in the bank. That's, uh, that's an amazing season. It is, yeah. And it's, it's a culmination, really, of many years of yeah. hard work. It's, it's not just an overnight success. No, no. It's something that's been... I mean, they came, they came very close in 2019. They won the double but couldn't get the top four. They, um, there was, uh, but they didn't make the, the night series in that one. Yeah, that was a uh, shock. 2013, they had an unbeaten season um, but couldn't get the cup. Um, but then the compensation, there was no top four then, um, but the compensation for that was to go into state and beat Adelaide City in Adelaide. Um, and there have been other double winning teams, but there's never been a team that has gone and won everything uh, at, at Redbacks since 2003, since they they formed. And um, yeah, it's it's a massive, massive incentive now to to just push themselves over the line for one more time. But it has been a very long season, and both teams are going to be very, very tired going out there. But the adrenaline will get them through. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, I think we're in for a good game. Uh, both teams like to play football. They like to stroke the ball around. It's just a matter of who can sustain the pressure for the longest period of time and who can who can make the killer blows. But when you've got Tanika Lala and uh, Larissa Walsh <laughs> on the pitch, yeah. there's bound to be a goal in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. I can't see this finishing nil-nil. 
no, there's no, got to no. be goals in this. No, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm sure most of the the coaches in the in the women's game are, are trying to come up with a solution to stop Larry from scoring. But uh, apart from her uh, going on a holiday to Bali, there's no there's no chance of that happening, is there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. The, the thing is that if they do manage to stop that, then goals come from elsewhere. Sarah yeah. Carroll is um, she's just returned back from injury in the last couple of games, and she's just beginning to to show full match fitness. Um, and then goals are coming out of midfield as well. Um, so when they've scored seventy six goals in a season, everybody's chipped in. <laughs> so, and that averaged yeah. to, to almost four a four a goal, didn't it? Uh, was if I done it, my maths correct? It there? came close to that. Yeah, I yeah. think they only they were held to less than three goals on just three occasions, wow. um, or four occasions. I think Perth held them to less than three goals uh, every time they played them, and then Balcada got a nil nil draw. Subiaco as well, a one nil. So yeah, four or five times they scored less than three goals, but other than that, it's always been three goals or more um, during the season. Um, but then there's the credit at the back uh, with just nine goals conceded, and mm. that that's down to the to the immense leadership qualities of Kim Carroll, who's been absolutely outstanding again. Yeah, um, and very much leads by example um, at the club and also on the field, and she's been a, a magnificent servant to the club mm-hmm. in the time that she's played for us. Yep, you're on uh, Radio Fremantle's 107.9, the World Football Programme. We're talking with Neil Bennett about all things local, particularly the top four cup finals that are being held at Dorian Gardens right now. They're, they're actually on uh, on as we speak. I'm going to play devil's advocate here, Neil. With the, the Red Star women's side being so dominant, do you see any long-term disadvantages to that dominance or... To phrase it another way, how would you, if you were, say, uh, with Fremantle, well, I won't name a club, but if you were with another club, how would you go about trying to match that dominance of the Red Star? Uh, Just in the women's game side of things, we, we, we won't go the, the, the whole the whole gamut yeah. of, of, of a new club and off-field. I'm just talking about the on-field. How, how, do we, how would we go about uh, stopping Red Star... In the women's side of things, not, not I that think that happening. Yeah, uh, you know, it's obviously a conundrum for, yeah, for many teams, but some is. teams have come very close. Yes, and, um, you know, the uh, the games against Perth were always tight, mm-hmm. and and one one goal was often the deciding factor in that. So, yep. the the big difference between Red Star and the rest of the competition has been the cohesion and the continuity, right. and I think that that is something that clubs need to. Recognise, and uh, there's been one or two coaches have, have mentioned this that having the more experienced players helping the, the very talented bunch of young players that are coming through at nearly every club yep. has made a huge difference. You've only got to look and see how Subiaco that all was, of a sudden clicked, and I mean yeah. the quality that they brought in there was second to none. Having we're talking about nearly what 200 uh, Australian caps, wasn't it? For, yeah, between the three, yeah, the three mean, girls. Yeah, and that that's. Completely unusual, but oh, yeah. <laughs> you look at free, you look at Fremantle, for example. They do have an exceptionally talented do. group of experienced players, yeah. and when they click, um, they they really do come together as a very strong unit. The problem that they faced has been they've never been able to get their strongest first eleven out for any period of time. That's right. Yeah. Whereas with with Red Star, that has happened more often than not. Now that's through game 
management and, and looking at players. I think the investment in uh, in fitness and yes. strength conditioning, those mm-hmm. sorts of things, and the increasing use of sports science is, is something that clubs may well want to look at. Um, and also investing in their, their youth setups so that you've got a, a pathway right. coming through even from as, as young as under-12s, and that's a long-term investment. But the under-21 team at Red Star, they have been able to supply players at critical times when there has been injury, COVID, illness, suspension to the first team. Yeah. And they've not looked out of place. No, that's true. And yeah. that's a testament to the way that the under-21s have been run. And in turn, the under-21s dig down into our under-18s and pull them up. And then the under-18, similarly, will dig down into our under-16 metro team. And then our under-16 metro team digs down into our under-16 junior team. And, and so it goes. And yeah. that's really what you need. Of course it it's is. It's not short-term. It's long-term that's required. And there are clubs that are starting to do that. And I'm not sure that Perth Red Star are going to be a dominant team for, for many years to come. Because when you look at the age of the core playing group, yep. they're all approaching 30. Um, and for some of them, um, there may not be any more seasons left in them. So there's always this transition and change. And that's really what you've got to manage. You've got to accept that players are going to move. They're going to leave. They're going to retire, work, and all those sorts of things. And you've just got to plan accordingly and bringing more players in, younger players, and getting good coaches as well. I think yeah. that's the key at the junior level, getting good coaches who have a, a vision that is shared. You know, The club's vision is how do you want to play football? Yeah, that's and, right. And it's, yeah. Always, it's always been the case at Redbacks that we... The, the Redbacks' philosophy of playing football was possession-based, but high-pressing, high-intensity, move the ball rapidly get players into attacking positions and play the ball forward as much as you possibly can, not just banging it long, but meaningfully. And so all teams try to follow that. And it means that when a player moves up into another team, it's not an unusual um, formation that they've got to deal with. But yes, they're playing with different players, but the philosophy is the same. So, uh, look, I think that next season, Perth are going to be an absolute challenger to Red Star, um, as will Fremantle. Murdoch will have yep. benefited from that season when they've had so many young players. And, and Greg um, Fowler at Subiaco, if he can uh, and Greg maintain at that, that squad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only the only team I have a question mark against, and it, it, it sounds horrible, but Curtin don't appear to have any of that in place at the moment. Mm. So if they're to be competitive, they've got to change what they're doing. Yeah, we see that with, with Curtin across the, uh, across the, the whole... Um, the whole divisions, particularly, you know, so it's an interesting situation with Curtin. Um, Neil, can, can I ask you uh, about expansion of the female game here in this state? Do you, do you see that coming anytime soon or do you see the league at the moment as a, a sensible size? I think the results when NPL teams play state mm-hmm. teams would suggest that we've still got a gap to bridge. Yep. Um, Quality-wise? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, and some of the state teams um, have, again, much older players in them. Um, and then you've got the geography issue as well. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, best state, yeah. the best state team is by far away the Southwest Phoenix, but for them to get into the NPL, they're going to have to have a junior team. Yeah. Um, an under-21s team. And the, the logistics of that for them is, is almost insurmountable. Uh, well, yeah, we've seen that on the inside. They've been up and down you know, when they were um, in the 
in the divisions higher than they are at the moment. Unfortunately, they finished bottom of uh, Division 2 and we're still yet to find out whether that actually means relegation. It's, you know, officially they're, they're relegated, but we have to wait until the amateur Premier Amateur side uh, nominates or not. But that's been their, yeah. their Achilles heel for, well, for, for decades, really, that um, the, the work and, and the, the distance between Bunbury and Perth has made it problematic for that side to maintain some cohesion and uh, and push forward. And that's the same yeah. you see with the women's side of things as well. Even with so Hannah came from from Bunbury area, is that right? Hannah Lowry, she was from down that area. Um, I, I believe so. So mm. I mean, if we're talking about expansion, um, let's make sure that the teams that we've got in there have fulfilled all the criteria for the first, yes. yeah. the first point. Yep, Phil but, Kelly is on your side there. That's one of his uh, his main bugbears is that if you have a criteria, stick to the criteria and, and, and a way we, can, way we can develop. Yeah, but maybe yeah, an area that could be looked at, if you wanted to put a new team in, for mm. example, um, and, and pull resources from existing teams, we'd be down through the Rockingham, Paul Kennedy, Baldivis area. Um, and that, that catchment, uh, there's some talent in there. There has to be some talent in there by sheer numbers. Yep. And that could then attract players from the Bunbury Mandurah region into that team because the distance then yep. doesn't become You're quite now so away from, from playing quality football at uh, at the next level. Yeah. So when yeah. Rock- Rockingham were in the uh, in the Premier League, I, I I did actually make a few discussions as to whether they would push forward and get a female side into the Premier League because that Larkhill facility is sensational. But uh, It is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. And so, you know, that that's an obvious area that yeah. rather than looking at the existing teams, can we get a new team in there? And um, Would you think maybe rather than calling it a, you know, like you say, Port Kennedy or Rockingham or, or Quinana, that you call it a, a peel like they do in the, uh, the egg-shaped game? That they're, they're actually, I know peel being... Um, aligned with an, an AFL club, but rather than having that geographic tribalism of, oh, I don't want to play for that particular suburbs club, but if it's a region like Peel, do you think that might have more of an appeal for that expansion to occur? Terrible pun, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 thought you, I thought I could let that one slide there, mate, but well picked up. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I think that, that that may be, you know, an option to look at when you, because if you go back down into this into the state league, and mm-hmm. you, you know we we said that the, the issues that face Phoenix, well the next come off the rank in terms of depth um, and fulfilling nearly all the criteria has got to be UWA. Yes, um, they have an excellent junior setup, they've got a, a good structure in place, uh, they've been successful, they're a strong side. Um, and they were in, were in the Women's Premier League for, for a while. They there. have been in the Women's Premier League. Yeah. But then dis- discussions with some players who play in the State League suggest that they feel that not everybody wants to play at NPL. Yeah. Not everybody wants to get a toweling up as <laughs> they think that they might do. Yes. Um, and they're quite happy as a playing group, and I'm not saying this is at UWA, but at maybe other clubs, oh, if you've... to stay to stay at State League and, and, and do that. So I think that... There are some rumours, and uh, I've seen some in, some documents to suggest that a shake-up of the state league and the amateur league is being proposed, um, and that may mean that we remove the state league, we remove the amateur league, we merge them, and we have three divisions of that, and there is a promotion and relegation up and down within that structure. Wow! And then 
they have to have the criteria of a junior team um, so that they are in preparedness for a potential move up into NPL if they need to. Um, and I think that that's got some merit, definitely. Um, and it enables the metro competition to then be completely cut away uh-huh. from the structure yep. and become truly a social um, division, which is really what a lot of players are looking for. Exactly, yeah. Um, especially as they're getting older, um, <laughs> they, they don't really want to be playing against 18-year-olds who've got ambitions to go higher. You know, they just want to have a nice afternoon game of football with their peers and yeah. no mm. real pressure. Yeah. So, yeah, I think some shake-ups are on the way, but expansion, I'm, at the moment, I can't see that we could get another team. You'd have to have two teams coming in to make it Mm-hmm. Uh, a good league, I think, and I just don't think right now that there are teams out there ready to take it. The issue that we have, though, is that we're getting more and more young players coming up and aging out at 21. And where do they go? Yeah, because if if the NPL has got quality players who are not moving, then where do they go? And I think that that that's a conundrum that needs to be solved. But. Yep. That's a discussion I've had uh, more than a few occasions. The churn rate, uh, as you quite rightly point out, even at at, uh, at Perth Claw in the professional level, you know, if you've got 16 players in in your squad at under 20 level, if you get two that go on to play seniors, you've done well. Um, My... um, solution, for want of a better, better phrase, was that maybe these players that have you know, the ambitions to play or, or, or be it at the, the next level, they should be looking at refereeing or coaching or, or administrative uh, positions, but th- they're not readily offered to players whilst they're playing and, and fulfilling their dreams. Mm, yeah, I think, you know, we've, we're going to see the problem become, and it's a nice problem, but it, it's going to multiply mm. with 2023 because yeah. um, the number of players are wishing to take up the game it's going to expand oh, exactly. enormously. With the World Cup coming up, for sure. You know, and I think maybe that, you know, one of the things that we should also be looking at is within the men's NPL, that it should be part of their licence that they have a women's team. Yes. A senior women's team. Yes. And you, you've got a situation where the top four that played, um, Sorrento have a state team. Mm-hmm. Perth Red Star have got, obviously, the NPL. Of course. Yep. Florida don't have one. Nope. Um, and Northern Macedonia. Right. And so, you know, why, why is that? Inglewood don't have one. Yeah. Uh, Coburn don't have That's one. Right. Senior women's teams. There should be, it shouldn't be that hard. And you, you're tapping into NPL structures, which supposedly have better coaching facilities yes. and all this sort of stuff. So I think that that's an area. And if you start doing that, then you can start looking at expansion, most definitely, because the players will go to those NPL men's teams and benefit from the coaching that they receive there. And, and all of a sudden, you've got more NPL-quality players being uh, coaching younger younger female players. And, and I think that, that can only be a good thing. That's true enough. Neil, we've, uh, we've held you up for... A bit longer than, than we had anticipated, but that's good for me, being that I'm flying solo here. We, we really do appreciate your time here uh, at the World Football Programme. All the best for the, uh, Red, the Red Star Brigade down at Dorian Gardens today. Uh, yeah, you, you'll get down there for the under-21s game at um, 12.15? Yeah, 
just a, yeah, just up on a day. I'll, I'll go down and watch the the, the, the 21s, yes, and then um, uh, perhaps take a break, but then go back down and uh, and watch the, uh, the the MPLW um, game at, uh, at quarter to five this That's afternoon. Right. Yeah. Um, should be a very very good game. Both games should be really good. And just seeing the images coming through um, on the uh, MPL TV and Facebook feed, the pitch looks absolutely magnificent at Dorian Gardens at yep. the moment. Yep, and uh, if you turn up the sound, uh, Tommy Dolman is doing the uh, the commentating there. So, uh, thank you very Good much luck. to uh, Football <laughs> West and their NPL TV coverage. So, that if you, for whatever reason, can't make it to out there, you might be in lockdown, might be uh, you know having a knee operation, could be any number of things. But you can still watch the games by going to NPL TV on the uh, on the Facebook or the YouTube. Neil, thank you very much for joining us. Joining us, you're welcome. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, I'm using the royal we here. <laughs> Me, Johnny No Mates, uh, using the us as if he's got friends here. Um, yeah, thank you very much for joining us, Neil. And we really do appreciate your input. And we'll talk to you again very, very soon. My pleasure. Thanks again for asking me on. It's always a pleasure to be on. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. And that was Neil Bennett talking all things uh, football related. Uh, mainly uh, about the top four, and obviously, as he said, with um, Red Star having uh, four teams in the top four finals, obviously it was a very Red Star-centric talk, but that's uh, what Neil was there. So at the moment, currently at Dorian Gardens, Perth Glory under-18s are playing Bayswater City. I've got a um, a feed to Mr Tommy Dolman. He will give me some scores as they come through. Uh, we would be in the second half there. At uh, 12.15, as Neil said, it's uh, Hyundai NTC versus Red Star in the NPLW women's under-21 game. 2.30 is the NPLWA men's under-20 game, which is Perth Glory versus Perth Red Star. So, again, this is a festival of football <laughs> this is the real festival of football, not the one that we had that uh, some side from uh, over the other side of the world came and participated in. Uh, and if you get down there for that 2.30 game, you are seeing the future of the Perth glory in action. As Neil said, 4.45, quarter to 5 p.m. this afternoon, we'll have the Perth Red Star women against the Hyundai NTC and then the men... Close out this festival of football with the first and second. I mean, as Neil said, this is going to be a grudge match of the highest order. It is Florida Athena versus Perth Red Star. In uh, results last night in the top four cup for the men's state league division two under 18s and the men's state league division two reserves, Tommy Dolman has sent me through that Joondalup City. Uh, Joondalup City, who played Curtin Uni. Ah, it's disappeared. Uh, Joondalup City were 4-3 winners on uh, kicks from the penalty mark. Um, it was one all after full time and one all after extra time. Joondalup City, well done there. 4-3 winners on penalty. And in the Men's State League Division 2 Reserve Top 4 Cup Final, Karamar Shamrock Rovers 2, Swan United 1 and all the goals were in the first half. As Mr Dolman said, all 11 finals are available to be streamed on the Football West Facebook page or you can go to YouTube, NPL TV. Tomorrow, the Top 4 Cup continues. Like I said, it is a festival of football. It started last night. It will finish tomorrow night 
Oh, well, tomorrow afternoon if you want to get technical. So Dorian Gardens, Sunday the 11th. We've got the Men's State League Division 1 under-18s. Forestfield United will play Subiaco. That's a 9am kickoff. The Men's State League Division 1 Reserves has Fremantle City hosting Subiaco. That's at 11am. As I say, all these games are at Dorian Gardens. So when I say hosting, <laughs> don't head on down to Frio. Get yourself down to Dorian Gardens. And then the Hyundai Women's State League Top 4 Cup Final is Southwest Phoenix, as we discussed with Neil Bennett just then. The, um, they have a very, very strong female program down there and the possibility of maybe having a Peel region side based uh, out of Lark Hill is a very enticing product, but uh, that's out of my hands. Uh, so Southwest Phoenix will play UWA Netherlands. And then the Men's State League Division 1 Top 4 Final at Dorian Gardens tomorrow at 3pm has Kingsway Olympic versus Mandurah City. And I am guessing by those kickoff times, putting on my referee's hat, that all but the main game, which is Olympic Kingsway versus Mandurah City, will go straight to kicks from the penalty mark if scores are level at the end of regular time. Because 9, 11, 1, 3... It doesn't actually give you enough time there for extra time period of two periods of 15 minutes. So I would suggest that all but the main game will go straight to kicks from the penalty mark, which is sensational. It, uh, it adds to the excitement of cutthroat football. You're in a cup final, winner takes it all. Get yourself down to games, particularly today down at Dorian Gardens. It's, uh, yeah, like I said, it's already happening We'd be in the second half there. Perth Glory versus Bayswater City. I will clear some um, commitments and we will get back. Hopefully I can get a score check from Tommy Dolman about that game. Perth Glory versus Bayswater City in the men's NPLW under-18s. You're on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM's The World Football Programme. You've got Johnny No Mates here and I'll be back. It's just gone... 10 past 11, here in Borloo. Yep. i got a... 107.9 FM, your local station. Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432 745 140 or simply at www.futsalwa.org.au. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron is a fourth generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. 
We can manufacture, install or automate your gates, offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Raw Iron. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. exit from Europe, quickly followed by a resignation, is truly as repeated itself in England in the last few days. Shame, humiliation, worst day in the history. Strong words. The Federation is already on the hunt for the new manager of the national team, and they say this. We will be looking for the best person for the job, and not necessarily the best Englishman. I heard the call. It's why today the self-appointed commissioner of football declares his candidacy. Here is my pledge. I, Eric Antona, potential future manager of England, promise never to lose against a small frozen island where the goalkeeper is a movie director and the assistant coach is a dentist. I, Eric Antona, future manager of England, will pray the gods of football to end the curse of the English goalkeeper. I, manager of England, will ask the giant Harry Kane not to eat the crucial free kick or corner kicks, but to go at the end of it for the header. Especially if it's to eat this free kick to the moon. I, manager of England, will not speak during matches with my hand on my mouth as if, number one, I have a big secret that the rest of the world cannot know. Number two, I am rapping some lines with my boys. Number three, I have a several case of bad breath. And number four, all the above. I, manager of England, ensure you that I have the right pedigrees for the job. I am born in 1966, the year England won the World Cup. The only one. I, manager of England, will never criticize Wayne Rooney unless he transfers to another club. I, manager of England, accept to temporarily give up my official title, Eric the King, for the more humble Eric the Boss. I, manager of England, will bring a little bit of uh, je ne sais quoi to the team. Uh, I don't know what exactly, but it always sounds better in French. I, manager of England, will take Sir Alex Ferguson as my special advisor and my good friend Peter Smeichel for the assistant job. So, for the same price, you will get Tintin and the Captain Adam. So now, I suggest a referendum. Another one. Hashtag Canto Yes, if you want me. Hashtag Canto No, if for some reasons you don't. My future and yours are in your hands. They say you can't choose your family, but you can choose your football family. A family has legends you look up to. And the up-and-comers. A family pitches in and works together as a team. We have the ones who keep us in check, and we motivate each other to be the best. Be the best! But it's my brothers. 
and my sisters, who always have my back. That's why even my real family love my football family. So what are you waiting for? Join our team. Come on! Well, I've always played football. Um, this is the opportunity when you think your football career is over. All of a sudden, walking football arrives and you see an opportunity to continue on. I've played football for over 35 years. After injuring myself, I had to reluctantly hang up my boots. And when I heard about walking football, I thought this is a, a good chance for me to get back into it. Um, all the research tells us that, that being involved in exercise is really good for your mental health. Um, exercise in itself releases a lot of what we call happy chemicals. Now that was a lot of fun and it doesn't take up too much time. It's not as if you have to have a pre-match meal the night before and be in bed at eight o'clock. Just turn up and play. If you like to have a laugh and talk about the past, you'll like walking football. in the house or is it about your love for the game is it the best weekend job you'll ever have or your favourite way to keep fit find out what refing football means to you register at myfootballclub.com.au the top station on your radio dial radio Fremantle 107.9 FM Welcome back to Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM's The World Football Program. You've got Huey in the chair flying solo today. The uh, guess, usual wingmen are having uh, wing persons. Let's get that uh, gender neutral phrase there, Huey. Uh, having the day off. Good for them. It's top four finals day, so I can well understand why. Now, in non football related news. In non-football related news, the RBA have given a major update on the future of Australia's $5 note, which traditionally bears the face of the reigning monarch. Australia's currency is set to undergo a massive rebrand following the death of Queen Elizabeth II, and that's the uh, theme of today's show. It's uh, paying our respect to Queen Elizabeth II. You know, the Queen is dead, long live the King. But one thing that won't change, at least not immediately, is the $5 banknote that displays her face. Since 1995, the $5 banknote has been marked with a portrait of the Queen when she was aged 58. Reserve Bank has confirmed there will be no immediate change to 
the Australian banknotes. They will not be withdrawn and are likely to remain in circulation for years to come. The reigning monarch has traditionally appeared on the lowest denomination of the Australian banknote and the RBA said it will provide further updates in due course. The Queen has been the only monarch to feature on Australia's decimal currency, which was introduced in 1966. However, from next year, the effigy, which is the correct phrase there, the effigy of King Charles III will begin popping up on the back of newly minted coins. But an interesting change... He will now be facing left instead of right. It's a part of tradition that dates back to the reign of Charles II in the 1600s and states that each new monarch must alternate in the direction they gaze. Treasury had been working with the Royal Australian Mint as well as the Perth Mint to plan for a change in the effigy on Australian coins which will be supplied by the UK Royal Mint. That's the effigy, not the coins. Coins featuring the Queen will remain legal tender for some time and there will be a mix of both the new King and his mother in circulation. So that's interesting, isn't it? That's very interesting. Now, we're going to go back to uh, some musical content. This is from Les Murray's World Game Fever. As I say, it is a... A homage, a salute, a tribute to Queen Elizabeth II. So this is Les Murray's World Game Fever and his take on England. England. one I was looking for. That's uh, that's the musical version. I was looking for hopefully it's this one. China. No. The world. No, we'll get back to the music then. It's got very uh, ambiguous track listings. Those that know the CD know that it has Les Murray doing his discussion of teams before the 2002 World Cup. He'd actually do a music from that region and his summary of that team of 20 or 2002. But Yeah, but 
disappointed. So we'll just go with music instead. In other news, after Chelsea sacked Thomas Tuchel, having won for that club almost everything there is to win in domestic football, to be given the boot by new owners who have their own plans of where Chelsea needs to be. It's a, an odd one with American owners playing Moneyball. But uh, Chelsea have confirmed Graham Potter as their new head coach. He was confirmed as Chelsea's head coach one day after the sacking of Thomas Tuchel, which certainly suggests that they'd already had him stitched up when they sacked him. But to replace... um, Graham Potter at Brighton, it's likely to be Adam Lalana, which is interesting because he will be taking charge uh, for the Premier League game against Bournemouth if that goes ahead. As we said, there's still some uh, conjecture as to whether games will be postponed in respect of the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. Klopp previously has lauded Lalana as one of the most intelligent players he has coached. And when the midfielder left the club, he made it clear that he had aspirations to go into coaching one day. Having played a big part in Brighton's successful start of the season, as a player, nobody expected him to take on the coaching role. So it'd be interesting to see whether he takes on a player-manager or player-coach role. Lalana is currently injured, and his position on the sidelines is likely to only be a temporary one for now, and Brighton are expected to appoint a full-time head coach in the coming weeks. Uh, it's very, yeah, like I said, it's... It, Amazing. And Chelsea have paid a total of £21.5 million, £21.5 million to Thomas Tuchel and uh, Brighton in compensation. So I don't know how that was split up. I can find out, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, that's interesting. You know, as people are saying, oh, it's just all the money. To sell players is all about money. To sack managers, you need bucket loads to get that done. All right, let's see if we can get this uh, music going. Very, very shortly, we will have in through from uh, Danny Hodgson's hashtag DH7 uh, fundraiser. I'm not sure whether it's another golf day. We'll have a chat to him, but there's certainly an auction coming up, but we'll get more information from Ian very, very shortly and also about his beloved Burry FC. But this one, I'm doing the segue for that England to go into this one. You'll know it. It's the theme from the 2002 World Cup, which was in our area. It's Anastasia. Boom! Understanding what you can Stick with us. You're on the World Football Program on Radio, Radio Fremantle's 107.9 FM. Coming up to half past 11... Still haven't got that score check from Tommy Dolman, but it's coming.
107.9 FM, your local station. Oswest Fencing and Raw Iron is a fourth-generation family business. Ring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install, or automate your gates, offer electronic security, or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Raw Iron. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware, components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 9258-6822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432 745 140 or simply at www.futsal.com futsalwa.org.au You're listening to Radio Fremantle 107.9 And welcome back to 107.9 Radio Fremantle's The World Football Program. You've got Huey in the chair flying solo in this special edition episode of our show. It's uh, our salute to Queen Elizabeth II yeah, as I say, the Queen is dead. Long live the King. Now, breaking news. Television coverage of the A-League men's has been relegated by broadcast partner Network 10 to one of its junior stations, but will receive a boost with doubling of games on free-to-air as part of the renegotiated arrangement. Rather than the network's main channel 10 outlet, 10 Bold will show two fixtures, up from just one on Saturday night last season as part of the reworked deal. These games will be played at 7.45pm on Saturday and 3pm on Sunday afternoons and will be shorn of the disruptive ad breaks that drew criticism from football fans. And it was great, wasn't it? You'd be watching the the, uh, the game. Oh, let's see if about the uh, K- well, the, the local fast food uh, ad that's coming up. Oh, you've missed a goal. Sorry about that. Here's a replay. Unlucky. Oh, my goodness. You're going to get a, uh, a broadcast partner. The one thing you don't do is put ads on during play. But that's that. Yeah, I mean, you can do picture in picture ad. Anyway, that's a different story. Uh, the A League Women has enjoyed one game per week on Ten Bold and will be moved entirely to Network Ten's free streaming service, Ten Play. So, I know our friend of the show, Molly Appleton, was very, very. Uh, angered by that particular decision. The remaining A-League men's fixtures will be shown on the network's subscription streaming platform Paramount Plus, which suffered from an array of technical issues in the sport's first year of a 200 million five-year partnership with the Australian professional leagues. 
Paramount Plus will continue to host highlights and replays of matches in full, with APL bosses hopeful the format will catch up with rival services such as Stan and KO, who allow replay and pause functions. It's amazing, isn't it, that uh, the the host provider has less features than... Yeah, OK. This season's broadcast schedule is designed to deliver more football to more Australian homes with 26 additional men's games on 10 bold and almost 100 women's games on 10 play, said APL Chief Executive Danny Townsend. Football fans will know exactly where and when they will be able to watch A-League football week in and week out. Us here in the West have, have known that uh, conundrum for the last couple of seasons. Hopefully what he says is uh, is coming to fruition. The A-League men's season starts on October the 7th with a grand final rematch between Western United and Melbourne City before a month-long break for the World Cup between November the 13th and December the 9th. Barbados International Mario Williams is set to join A-League men's side MacArthur FC pending completion of medicals, sources have told ESPN. Able to play in both defensive midfield and centre-back positions, it's understood that Williams will land in Sydney's West on the recommendation of new MacArthur assistant Russell Latterpy, who coached the 30-year-old when he was the national team boss of Barbados. Uh, where are we looking at? Duncan, where are we trying to... Where? Ah, that's disappointing. I was going to talk about somebody else. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Perth Glory. Perth Glory sign, Zach Duncan, on loan from AGF Arhouse. That's what I was looking for. Young Socceroos midfielder Zach Duncan is joining Perth Glory for the looming A-League men's season, on loan from his Danish club. The 22-year-old has been loaned from Danish Super League aside, AGF Aarhus, where he made 27 appearances since 2019. Duncan is a former captain of Brisbane Roar's youth team and has traits to make him an instant A-League men's impact, according to Glory coach... Ruben Zatkovic. Zatkovic says, Zach is a player that has a lot of positive attributes. He's a natural ball winner and has technical ability to match. Perth's head of recruitment, Andy Keogh, said the glory were over the moon. In quotes, over the moon to secure Duncan online. AGF rate him very highly and I'm delighted that we have, a, that they have agreed for us to help develop their player. As we've said, the A-League has... Turned into a development league. That's okay if you're developing the right product. It's good for everybody. We will have in few, few on air very, very shortly. But before we do, da 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 West Bromwich Albion theme tune, even though they call it some other blue sides t- theme tune. This is the liquidator.
Tom and Albion. West Bromwich Albion. West Bromwich Albion. Yeah, Chelsea, turn it up. It's always been our song. The Liquidator by Blue, Billy Bluebeat. Chelsea, turn it up. They stole it from us. They stole it from us. We've been playing The Liquidator at the Hawthorns since, oh, when was that first played? 1968, I think, now FA Cup winning year. Anyway, that's a discussion for a different time. Joining us on the line right now is Ian Few, the DH7 Danny Hodgson ambassador. Good morning, Ian. How are you today? I'm good, Hugh. I'm good. I've been listening along to you, coping on your own there. <laughs> uh, doing, doing a great job, mate. Doing yeah, turn it job. up. Someone might uh, might be listening to that, mate, and think uh, <laughs> think I can do it all the time. <laughs> uh, I can think of one penny uh, Tanner Hoth yeah. going, if he can do it on his own, why does he do it all the time? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, there's a yeah the drip bucket underneath the chair for the sweat that's coming off me. <laughs> Ian, we've got you on to discuss all things DH7 related. Go for it. The floor is yep. yours. Okay, so thank you. Thanks, you. Thanks for having me back on. No, it's my um, pleasure. People remember we were on a month or so ago. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Ago, something like that. Um, when we first started this, um, this event, um, just to give an update, since that, um, we've now sold 144 playing spaces. Wow. Um, we've sold all the sponsorship opportunities, unless anybody can think of any more that they want to <laughs> suggest to me and wants to, sponsor some, uh, wants to come up with a sponsorship. Um, we've done that. We've had um, a great response so far in terms of auction items yep. as well. Um, and some raffle items as well. Okay, so and, with the... And that's what I, Sorry, what, mate, go. I was just going to say, that, that's what I wanted to have a, a have a chat about, yes. the auction items, if possible. Yep, go for um, it. Just to... If people... So, first start, if people are looking where they can find out this information, if you go onto Facebook and type in Danny Hodgson Road to Recovery Golf Day, yep. you'll find the page. Um on there, I've started posting some of the um, items that we do have for auction. A um, couple of them being signed Western Force shirts with a letter of authenticity, um, signed Perth Wildcats shirt, Fremantle Dockers Indigenous shirt signed by Michael Walters, Perth Glory Home shirt signed by Dean Sturridge, um, Fremantle Dockers white shirt. Um, signed by all the team with a certificate of authenticity. The Richard Hadley, uh, the Richard Hadley bat. The Richard Hadley bat. Yeah, I mean that that's a, that is a real oh, yeah. great one. That is the the post that I put up on that as I put on there. I can't do it justice. No. photographs. That is a phenomenal piece of memorabilia signed by Sir Richard himself as well. Um, it is phenomenal that. Um, Interesting yep. things. I had Dennis Cometti turn up on the doorstep as well. You joking? Um, a couple of days ago. Wow. Uh, no, no, it drove all the way up to Yanchet, um, knocked on the door, um, handed me um, a couple of his signed books as well um, for us to, to put in, either as an auction item or a raffle item. Um, 
just amazing to talk to the man. Um, it was not often you get someone like that turning up on your doorstep on it now. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Perth Media um, Royalty. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, we've also non-sport related seashells. Yeah, I saw that. Have given us a couple of nights accommodation down in Mandurah. Um, one thing that I haven't put on as yet that is going to be a bit of a, I think, a bit of a showstopper. And so people might want to start um, <laughs> keeping an eye on the page. Yep. We have been made aware that we're, I'm about to receive a, a signed um, flag, pin flag. Right. From the Players' Championship 2022. You're joking. Signed by Cam Smith. Wow. The one that he won. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that that's on its way. Um, that's a huge golf prize. I mean, you know, that's the massive. Wow. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, like I say, we've got sixteen auction items at the moment. Yeah. Yep. Um, the shout out is to anybody. Um, one thing I am going to say. Yep. <laughs> just, the only, probably the only sporting code in, or not code, but the only sporting club, professional club in Perth I haven't got anything from yet is West Coast Eagles. Um, so I'll uh, I'll just put that one out there. Um, everybody else has jumped on board. I'm just waiting to hear from them, but I've not heard anything yet. So if anybody listening knows any, has any connections, sporting or celebrity, um, this is all about raising as much money as we can for Danny and his long recovery. Um, so the more we have, the more we'll raise. Um, we've also got raffle items. So Perth Golf Network have come on board. Um, walk, eat, drink, walk, eat, drink tours have come on board with a grazing platter for us. MV Golf have sent us um, have sent us a, a prize pack. Um, White Salt down at Sorrento yep. have sent us a, a voucher there. Wembley Golf Course, I'm nipping down there after to pick up a couple of vouchers from down there. Um, so the, the whole, it, it's going really well. We're going to have prizes on the day from all the golf manufacturers on the different holes. Um, Wild West Hyundai, Wangara, um, are putting a car up as a hole-in-one prize on the eighth hole on the day. Isn't that great? So, you, you, so you go into your, yeah. to your local <clears throat> golf course and it, it's like, you know, you're on the professional tour. Like, See that car there? Yeah. Put it in the hole. That's yours to drive away with. Yeah. You go, turn it up. Yeah. Really? Yeah, mate. Exactly. It's going to be a great day. Um, fingers crossed we have some good weather <laughs> um, and we'll, um, we will pack the course out um, and, and make a... Hopefully, make a difference for Danny and Jess going forward as well. Yep. So um, it'd be remiss of me not to ask the question: How is Danny? And can you give us some progress uh, progress on his recovery? Yeah, I haven't I haven't spoken to him for I've seen him for for a couple of weeks. Last yep. time I did see him, he looked really well. Obviously, still um, still got um, the the challenges ahead. Oh yeah. Um, but but making progress. Brilliant. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's a long journey. So it's a hell of a long journey for Danny, and it takes immense strength both from him and Jess. And Jess, yeah, that's uh, right. To, to keep going through day in, day out. 
um, but credit to, to both of them and Peter, who's still over here, Danny's dad, and the whole fa- the whole Hodgson family um, that are supporting back from the UK and over here, and all Danny's all Danny's mates. If I if I look at the 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 players that have signed up for the day, mm-hmm. yeah, you can pick uh, you can pick the sports players, you can pick the footballers. Um, Danny's mate Alex Salmon, yeah, yep. who's actually playing over East for Green Gully, um, okay. has got a team in and he's coming over. Brilliant um, to play. Um, Daryl Nickel, you were talking earlier about the um, top four yes. playoffs uh, or the final show. Sorry, Daryl Nickel has got a team in there as well. Um, there's teams in. There's players in from um, from Mum FC, from Olympic Kingsway. Um, there's players from Joondalup City. The, the players have really got on board with this, and I can't thank the the football community enough yeah. um, for that. They've really got behind this event, um, and that's what's going to make it. You know what I mean? If we, the yeah. more people we can get on the day, uh, the more we'll put over the bar. That helps the, the yeah. golf club, but it also helps Danny. Gets more people up yeah. there. We'll be having. The merchandise. I know you. I'm not. Can't yeah, see no, you, I, I couldn't know believe that when you knocked on the door. I, thought, I paid for yeah. postage, and there, there, there yeah. you are on the front door guard. Here you go, mate. That's brilliant. Yeah. You got, you got your Danny Hodgson hat on there. I do. So all that sort of stuff will be available on the day. Yep, well, and I can, so. I can vouch that it is super duper quality. It's yeah, it's a, a trucker cap. It's brilliant. Yeah, you know, anyone who doesn't like a trucker's yeah. cap, uh, there's something seriously wrong. with this one's got uh, hashtag DH7 on the front. I've had more than a few people yeah. ask me as they go along. They go, what's what's DH7? And you tell them the story, and they go, that's that's terrible. I've never heard of that. And then I I point them in the direction of the uh, of your Facebook page, which is Danny Hodgson's Road to Recovery uh, Golf yeah. Day fundraiser, and that's where we can uh, make a bid ha- for those that are unsure. How do we make a bid yeah. on these uh, auction items, please? So what I'm going to do in the next week or so, once I've once I've showcased everything that we've got, um, I'm going to. That's what I'm trying to work out at the moment. Yeah. I want to. Obviously, we'll have the auction on the day, but I want to open it up earlier as well, just okay. to get more exposure to it. Of course, it. yeah. Um, so keep an eye on the Facebook page. Whether we do it on the Facebook page or we create a different platform to start the auction. But we will be starting that auction in the next couple of weeks um, so that people have got time to have a look, Good. put bids in, um, and then we'll carry it on on the day as well um, and see what we can uh, see what we can raise. Excellent. Um, yeah. So. so you said that uh, your uh, the team's golf day is full. If somebody yeah. listening has thought, oh, I could, I could get a team, is that still a possibility yeah. or not? It, we've got a wait list at the moment, to be fair. Wow, Gilton, that's brilliant. Say, yeah, I've liter- literally, I've just, as as I was listening to um, to you doing a wonderful job on your own there, yeah. um, I was I was creating all the player invoices, so I've just issued all the player invoices. Yep. Um, like I say, we're, we're a couple of months out. There's chances that people will drop out for, for any number of reasons. That's why we started the... Um, the wait list because we want it to be full on the day um, so yeah if you're interested you want to at least express an interest to play either drop us a message on the Facebook page or drop me an email at um, Ian which is I-A-N yep. dot C-U 
T H E W at Jacobs J A C O B S dot com. Brilliant. That's sensational. All right. Well, anything else you want to uh, you want to mention there, Ian? Before we we go, uh, uh, Len is here. Uh, setting up for Bags Groove, so I am under the a little bit of time yeah. pressure. But no, um, that, that's fine. Like I said, anybody, if anybody wants any more information, get on the phone Facebook page, drop me a message. Um, my telephone number is on there as well. Yep. I'm just at my um, email address. Give us a shout. Um, more than willing to have a chat to anybody. Um, and don't forget, if you if you know any sports people or celebrities. For, particularly from uh, the uh, West Coast Eagles. <laughs> yeah, from the West Coast Eagles. Um, remiss of me, I should mention Ash Brazil, um, who I think at the moment is playing for Collingwood. Yep. Um, as, a, as, as she's um, there's some stuff on the way from her as well. Excellent. So there's some uh, there's some really good people with some good connections that have really really helped out, and we're just after as much of that sort of stuff as we can get. Brilliant. As I say, Ian, it is always our pleasure to um, make this shout-out to help Danny. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Th- there's not enough we can do to help. Um, but yeah. Yeah. what we can do is, is make uh, this platform available to you so that you can get that message out. Again, go to Danny Hodgson, Road to Recovery, Golf Day Fundraiser Facebook page. There you'll see yep. the items that are available for bidding for the auction. And as you uh, have mentioned, there's um, a couple other ways you can get in touch with Ian. And the golf day coming up very, very shortly. Ian, thank you very much for joining us. We really do appreciate your time. And we thank you for everything you're doing to help Danny and Jess. And we know that it is work that will reap the benefits in the long run. Thanks, you. Thank you for your time. Thanks for everybody for listening. Thank you. No trouble whatsoever. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Thanks, mate. And you. Thank you. Bye-bye. No drama. That was Ian Thew, T-H-E-W, um, and the excellent work he's doing to help Danny Hodgson. As we said at the time when it occurred, it's not going to be a, an overnight fix. It's going to be ongoing for... A significant period of time to come. As I said, Len is here setting up for Bags Groove. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks, Penn, for allowing me the opportunity to do this solo. It's uh, <laughs> an unusual day today. It's been an unusual uh, couple of days with the passing of our monarch, Queen Elizabeth II, and the appointment of King Charles III. And uh, as I said, it's going to be King Charles III facing the other way on our coins very, very shortly. Thanks again. We'll be back same time next week, 10 till noon on a Saturday. This is Radio Fremantle's The World Football Programme with Hugh in the chair signing off. You have a good day. Get yourself down to that top four down at Dorian Gardens. If you can't get there today, go to npl.tv on the Facebook or the YouTube have a safe day, and we will be back next week. Oh, don't relax. I want elbows and backs. I want to see everybody from behind. Oswest Fencing and Raw Iron is a fourth-generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install, or automate your gates, offer electronic security, or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Raw Iron. 
Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware, components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 9258-6822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au.